Okay, so yesterday we learned how the name Pinchas is connected to the previous Rebbe, and as the previous Rebbe said, that most events of his life are hinted to in an open way or a hidden way in Parshas Pinchas. So first of all, we said that Pinchas is numerically equivalent to the previous Rebbe's second name, Yitzchak. And also Pinchas's grandfather was Yosef, the previous Rebbe's first name. And we said that because there is a more of a direct connection to a second name, the name itself is America equivalent to Pinchas, so his connection to Yitzchak is more of an open one, and his connection to Yosef, the previous Rebbe's first name, is more of a hidden way, as we'll see. So, so we started to learn about how uh, what Pinchas did was something that the uh, sages of Israel didn't, didn't consider to be something that was correct. They wanted to actually excommunicate him until a voice came out from heaven and said this was the, uh, this was the right thing to do. Um, so that highlights how Pinchas acted with total sacrifice, totally beyond uh, the uh, wisdom of, of the sages that, of, of that era. And uh, he didn't just give up his body, he gave up also his soul. Because if he's doing something that all the sages of Israel consider to be wrong, he's not just giving up something physical, he's giving up something spiritual. He's doing something which is, is, is wrong. But he's doing this in order to save the Jewish people. Because the Jewish people were being punished with a plague because of, their, um, because of what they were doing. And by him acting, doing what he did, him killing Zimri and thereby getting everyone to realize that this was the wrong thing, he, um, he stopped the plague. And he didn't care about what happened to him personally, physically or spiritually, as long as he was protecting the Jewish people. So it's a sacrifice which is beyond Torah. That explains why the reward that he received was also beyond the parameters of Torah. According to the Torah, either you're a Kohen or you're not a Kohen. You can't just become a Kohen all of a sudden. And yet, he did. So his reward was beyond Torah. It was eternally um, a change in Torah. Not, not only he becomes a Kohen, his children and grandchildren forever become, become Kohanim. And that's because he was zealous for God's honor. It wasn't, he wasn't just serving Hashem according to the limitations, warning, of Torah, he was, he was concerned about Hashem's uh, honor and zealous for Hashem beyond the limitations of Torah, beyond what the Torah would obligate him to do. Um, so that's why you got a question, how come uh, Parshas Pinchas specifically is associated with the um, uh, previous Rebbe's service of Hashem, seemingly the main thing, of, the main um, feat of Pinchas' story is in Parshas Balak, where he actually kills Zimri. But what we see in Parshas Pinchas, in the beginning of Parshas Pinchas, is in the acknowledgement of Hashem and giving the reward that he receives, here we see highlighted how this is something that, that is beyond Torah. You don't, you don't, in the actual deed itself, uh, you don't see that what, he does, what he's doing is beyond Torah. But when you see Hashem's reward, Hashem makes a whole new order in Torah that he and his children are, are calling him forever, and that 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 highlights that the kind of uh, the kind of uh, we're on page page mem page mem line number five. You see that there is something here that's beyond Torah, that's beyond limitations of Torah. Um, let's go to uh, Oisei. We find something similar by the previous Rebbe. Not only did he 
It was his activity in spreading Torah and Judaism. With absolute sacrifice, not only did he dedicate himself to, to strengthen Judaism in a way that the Torah would not obligate such sacrifice in a similar way that Pinchas did. That Pinchas, what Pinchas did, the Talmud says, is something that if you asked a rabbi, he would not tell you to do it. So in a similar way, the previous rabbi did the same thing. He is sacrificed in spreading Judaism. In Soviet Russia was completely beyond the, the obligations of Torah. Many of the sages of Israel did not agree with it, did not understand it. They themselves acted differently. So, the uh, previous Rebbe's sacrifice wasn't just for this beyond the limitations of Torah. It was something that endangered all the good things he was doing. By him trying to educate children, that, that put in danger all of his other activity. Together with endangering his body, he also was endangering his soul spiritually by by putting on the line his whole service of everything he's doing. Since the previous Rebbe was dealing with a situation where the Jewish can- candle was in danger of being ex- extinguished, God forbid, so he didn't make any, any calculations, any limitations, and, he, and with, his da- with his sacrifice. He, there was no, there's no calculations, because um, the situation was that, 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 that Judaism was in danger of being ex- extinguished. So he didn't make any calculations at all. But in regards to Pinchas, Kash, Ketel, Miss Pinchas, Niskal Mukhayeser, Achan ex column, Shekhur, my master, Linkil, Shaizer, Shekina, it's called Vachapan Israel, just like with Pinchas. It was later seen that what Pinchas did was something that God acknowledged as being correct. So too, the previous Rebbe, after he was redeemed from his imprisonment, it was see, everyone could see openly that, this is some, that what he was doing was something that was correct. He was like Pinchas, zealous for Hashem's honor. And he caused an atonement for the Jewish people. That he, he did achieve something that Hashem wanted to achieve, although it was beyond limitations of Torah, and yet that was the right thing to do. So not just it was, it was correct in heaven, um, but that even in this world it was openly seen the victory, through the victory of the previous Rebbe and his, his um, uh, release from prison, it was seen openly the, the authenticity of his path that was recognized in this world. It was a miracle. Hashem made a miracle to support what he was doing. There's only one difference between Pinchas and the previous Rebbe. Regarding Pinchas, the halacha remains that if someone asks you to do what he did, the halacha remains don't tell someone to act like Pinchas. 
If someone wants to serve Hashem in that way, that's their this choice, but it's not something that you're told to do. If, if you need to ask that question, then you're not ready for the answer. But regarding, Pinch, regarding Pinchas, regarding the previous Rebbe, his service of Hashem is something. His, his release, his freedom is a clear sign from Hashem that this is the right path and this is, is something that we are instructed to do. Not just something that is true if you want to do it, but now through the, the Geula, the Rebdemption of Yibes Tammuz, it's a sign from Hashem that this is the path. This is what Hashem wants us to do. As we see, the previous Rebbe didn't just have sacrificed himself. As Dr. Bresson was pointing out yesterday, the Chassidim also, they did the same thing. He instructed them to do that. Not only did he instruct them to do this, but he also told them to instruct others to do this. He instructed the Chassidim to... In fact, the Rebbe puts himself in the line as one thing. But he's putting everyone else in the line too. And not only is he putting them in the line, he's telling them this is the way. Tell everyone should be involved in giving their lives to sell to 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 teach Torah in Russia. It, it's 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 a different level of sacrifice. It's not just something that Pinchas did this personally, but here it's something that 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 the previous seven instructed his Chassidim to do. Um, that doesn't mention this here, but this, this we're going to see in a second how this is connected to Yitzchak too. Um, one of the explanations of why Yitzchak's um, um, the Akedah, when Avram offered Yitzchak on the Akedah, was considered such a sacrifice, was because he didn't just have sacrificed himself, he had to offer his son as a sacrifice, which is, which is much harder. So Rebbe doesn't mention this, but I'm just thinking, it sounds similar to the previous Rebbe, that he didn't just have sacrificed himself, he also um, he endangered the lives of Echsidim, which, 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 which was much harder. It's a greater level of sacrifice. Rebbe doesn't mention it, but it sounds just an interesting um, thing. So, when Pinchas became a Kayan, his children became a Kayan, and forever his seed is, are, are considered Kayanim, so too with the previous Rebbe, it was his path in, service of, in the service of Hashem that guarded the, the coals, the embers of Judaism and of Jews in that country, and it continues in their children and children's children forever, through this path specifically. And follow so far? Mm-hmm. Yes. Actually, a very common thing, because you have the same thing with you know Moses going against Pharaoh, you have the same thing with Esther going against uh, his name again, his name King Hashem. Mordechai. The same thing with. Moses went against Pharaoh, Machmina Abdad split the sea. Um, all these things, Esther went against what he called the Hasmoneans went, went against the Greeks. It's a common, common thing. Go beyond the bounds of, of logic. There's no way that the Israelites could defeat the Hellenistic army. They're the greatest in the world. Right. You know, I mean, it's not even a question. Right. Yes, right. it's very similar. I, I was thinking of the same thing last week about, about the, that specific, uh, the, the Hellenists, yeah. because with the Hellenists, there was a constant sacrifice every moment. In other words, you, you were, when you were holding up your spear against a thousand Greek soldiers, right? <laughs> Let me go. Okay, here we go. You're working both in nature, you're holding a spear, and yet you're, you're, you're like, there's no way it's going to work. And, you're, and, and so it's like a convergence of, of, of nature and the miraculous. And, and you're expected to go like with, with, with devotion to Hashem, and yet it's supposed to be in nature as well. It's like such a paradox. And so the, to the Chassidim in Russia, you're supposed to make a school 
and there's KGB agents all around on your block, on in, in your neighbor, and yet you're supposed to, okay, let's, let's hide in the basement. It's uh, it's 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 it's, um, it's unbelievable. Um, okay, so now we're going to understand the relationship to Yitzchak. Now can understand the connection between Pinchas and Yitzchak. Pinchas, with the extra Yud, is numerical equivalent to Yitzchak. The extra Yud, actually, in Pinchas's name, um, is relevant to Yitzchak because he only got the extra Yud through this story of him being zealous for Hashem's honor. He didn't have that Yud before, the Zohar says. He only got that Yud because of his sacrifice. So when did he become like Yitzchak when he, when he had this sacrifice? He, he, Pinchas before this story was Pinchas without a Yud. When he had the sacrifice for Judaism, for, for his protected Jewish people, that's when he got the Yud. So what's the connection between Pinchas and, and Yitzchak? This kind of sacrifice is connected to the offering of Yitzchak on the Akedah. How is it connected? Um, when Yitzchak was offered on the altar, it wasn't just offering his body. It was a much deeper kind of sacrifice. It was a much higher kind of sacrifice. It was a spiritually a much greater sacrifice. Besides the fact that in Avram's, in Hashem's instruction to Avram, he was contradicting his earlier promise. God said to him, hey, I'm going to protect you. Yitzhak is going to be your offspring. He's going to carry the torch of what you've started forever. So then he says, oh, kill him. So besides the fact that this commandment is the opposite of what Hashem promised. Besides the fact that it was paradoxical because it was the opposite of what Hashem promised, it was also something that could, could destroy all that Avraham worked for his whole life. The ideal that Avraham worked for, which was to spread the name of Hashem, that was all going to be destroyed by, by the Akedah. In Avram offering Yitzhak on Akedah, he was destroying the Torah, the Shabbos candles, kosher. He was throwing it all in the fire. He was, he was killing all of Judaism forever in, by offering Yitzhak on Akedah. It wasn't just killing his son. It was killing all of the ideal that he was working for. So it's not like you're sacrificing yourself for an ideal. It was more like sacrificing your soul too, giving up your body and your soul. And of course, for someone like Avram Avinu, that's a much greater level of sacrifice because he's his whole life was his soul. His whole life was spreading Hashem's name. His whole life was sharing the truth of Hashem to the world and 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 and, and that's what his whole life was about. And here he's doing the opposite. He was going to endanger by offering Yitzchak on the Akedah the publicity of Hashem's name in the world. And the continuity of the Jewish people. And yet, not only did Yitzhak go with Avram and follow the commandment of Hashem, he didn't even ask any, he didn't ask any questions. So Yitzhak exhibited the same kind of sacrifice as the previous Rebbe and of Pinchas in the sense that both of them had to not just endanger themselves physically but also, but also spiritually. Um, another 
common denominator between Pinchas and Yitzchak is that it says that um, the atonement that Pinchas achieved was not just for his generation, but it also caused an atonement until Tchias HaMesim, until the resurrection of the dead. Um, the the um, same is also said about Yitzchak, that the ashes that were meant to be created through his sacrifice and through him being burnt on the altar, those non-existent ashes, those those uh, ashes that never yet it never existed, they always stand before Hashem and they cause atonement for us at all for, at all times for all generations. So um, that's why the Torah doesn't say Hashem remembers the ashes of Yitzchak, because um, because it's something which which continues on. What? Two more Kaddishim. Okay. Need, need someone to stand over here. Um, I don't know if they're uh, ready for you yet. But, um... Want to stand in the end zone over there between the between, between us and connect the, uh, the zones? Yeah. All right. Right in the end zone. There you go. So, uh... Hike! Okay. <laughs> so, um... So the, the, Yitzchak's ashes, or almost ashes, stand before Hashem forever to atone for us. Similar to Pinchas's deed of sacrifice, also stands before Hashem to, to, to atone for us at all times. Another way we see connection between Pinchas and Yitzchak. Okay. Now, in Zion, the Rebbe continues and says, let's go back to the previous Rebbe's name. We said there's two ways he's connected to Pinchas, Yosef and Yitzchak. And there's a difference between Yosef and Yitzchak, Yitzchak is numerically equivalent to Pinchas, whereas Yosef is only the ancestor of Pinchas. So what is the connection between the previous Rebbe and Yosef, and how is the name Yosef connected to Pinchas, and why is it a different kind of connection? So, There's still a difference between Pinchas and the service of the previous Rebbe, and we see that the previous Rebbe's name is both Yosef and Yitzchak, not just only Yitzchak. What's, what's the difference in Yosef and Yitzchak? So Yosef is numerically equivalent to the name of Hashem, Ban, times three, and Yitzchak is numerically equivalent to the name Ban times four. So what's, so there's the name of Hashem, which is numerically equivalent to 52. So, Amen. 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 That's it.
Okay. So, so we have Yosef being the name of Hashem times three, and we have Yitzchak, which is the name of Hashem times four. So we have three and four. Yosef is three, Yitzchak is four. And what does Gemara say about three and four? Or Gimel and Dalit? Gemara says that Gimel and Dalit stands for the words Goimel Dalit, which means to be kind, to bestow benevolence upon the Dalit, upon the poor. So the word Gimel means to give. And Dalit is about the, the um, one you're giving to, the, the, the poor man. Dalit means poor. And Gimel means to give. Gimel, three, is about giving. Four, Dalit, is about receiving. So Gimel is about the preparation to give. And Dalit is about the actual act of giving and the receiving and the impact of what you're giving. So Gimel is about you preparing to do something. Gimel is about your, in, your in, inner workings of, of what's going on inside of you, your intellect, your emotions. And Dalit is about practically. Gimel is, let's say, kinetic energy, and Dalit is, 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 is actual energy, where, where, where things are in motion. So that's why the numbers three and four are um, are, are relevant here, um, because to bring something down, there are three stages in bring anything down, and the four is about the actual impact of something. Why are there three stages to bring something down? We find in the worlds, there are four worlds. There's Atzilos, Briya, Etzira. And there is the, the fourth world, the world of action, this world. In the Sphiris, um, there is there's Malchus, which is the fourth area of the Sphiris, fourth the kind of sphere. There's ten Sphiris, but the Sphiris are divided into four categories. There is... Um, there is the number three is about Yosayit. Yosayit is, let's say it very quickly. There is you thinking about doing something, thinking about the value of something. You're in the realm of your ideology here. You're thinking about what's important. Then there is another realm, which is how things come from your ideology to to your emotions. And as they come from your emotions. Then they have. To, then there is how this connects to the realm of action. What you're actually going to do, and then you're like you're 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 bonding now with this with this ideal that you've decided is is valuable, and you've been become excited about it. And now you're ready to jump. That's your side. Your side is bonding. Alter says in Tanya that a father could teach a son, but if he's not bonding with his son, his son won't understand it the same way that when his father is bonding with him. Bonding means that your, your, your inner self is connected to what you're doing. So Gimel, number three, is about, about the, 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 the step right before the, uh, the actual connection between the giver and the receiver, between, between action and the way things are still in the, in the theoretical. So, so that's the, um, uh, also connected to the previous names, Yosef and Yitzchak, um, which become one name. First, there is Yosef. Then there is Yitzchak. Yosef is Yisod. Yosef is about bonding. Yosef is about preparing to give something, preparing to make an impact. It's about the number Gimel. Gimel is first. Yosef is first. 
And then there is Yitzchak. Yitzchak is about the actual impact, the actual action. So in the our service of Hashem, there is Nase and Nishma. Gimel is about Nishma, about your understanding of what you're doing, your feeling what you're doing, your, your connecting to what you're doing. And there is Nase, what you're actually doing. So Gimel is Nase, and Dalad is, I'm sorry, Gimel is Nishma. Gimel is how you're understanding it and feeling it and processing it. And Dalad is actually, actually doing it. So Mr. Shem, we're going to see uh, tomorrow that this is connected also with the uh, previous of his sacrifice um, and how this relates to, uh, to Pinchas. Pinchas wasn't leader of the generation. He wasn't the one who had to um, uh, command people to go in and have sacrifice. He was just the one who had the mission to do this. Do this. It wasn't, he wasn't the one who had to motivate everyone else. So by the shliach, by the emissary of Moshe Rabbeinu, what's the number one thing for the shliach in the shliach's world? In the shliach's world, you're the, you're, the, you're the number four. You're about, you're about Yitzchak. You're about, you're about action. So Pinchas Gematria Yitzchak. You're not so into the preparation for things. You're not into the intellect and the why and the ideology and the planning. That's not you. You as a shliach, you're number four. You have to get things done. You're, that's a Pinchas. So in Pinchas's world... Um, the main thing, what's the main thing? The main thing is the action. Um, on the contrary, if you're going to focus on the intellect and the why, that may prevent you from doing things. So, so, uh, so therefore, in Pinchas' world, the main thing is, is, is the number four, getting, getting things done. So Pinchas is gematria Yitzchak. Pinchas is about Yitzchak. Pinchas, Pinchas is about doing things. But then there is Another role, which we'll see tomorrow, which is the role of the of the one who is commanding everyone else to have Mitzvahs Nefesh, the one who is inspiring everyone else. He has a whole different role, as we'll see Mitzvahs tomorrow. We'll stop here.